you ever wanted to know the secrets to successfully juggling the demands of building a business and marriage and raising a family? If so, then this podcast is for you. Hi, I'm Monica Tanner, a wife, mama to four kids, and a relationship and intimacy expert. My mission is to ensure that passionate entrepreneurs like you never have to choose between your dedication to your family and your passion for your message. Having it all is absolutely possible. Welcome to On the Brighter Side, Marriage for Entrepreneurs. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. I hope that you are all having a magical time with your family. And as we sit here in the last full week of 2020, I wanted to share something with you that has been on my heart in hopes that if there's even one person or people out there that need to hear this message, that it will get to the right place. So I'm sitting here in my office all by myself, wrapped up in a snuggly blanket that my oldest daughter, who was my secret Santa, gifted me for Christmas. And it is one of the most thoughtful and wonderful gifts that anyone could have given me for Christmas. You see, I am a Texas girl through and through. And even though I've been here in Idaho for the last 20 years, every time the weather starts to get colder, you will find me wrapped in a blanket. The problem is, is that when I go to do anything that requires me to use my hands, I can't keep my blanket wrapped around me. And so I'm in a constant state of looking for my blanket or wherever I left it last. And so my daughter found a wearable blanket. So it is a blanket that you wear like a poncho kind of. And so now I can be wrapped up in a blanket and use both of my hands for something. Seriously, it is the best. I love this gift. So here I am in my office all by myself, wrapped up cozy in a blanket and getting ready to share something super vulnerable because I hope it will be helpful to someone. I want to share with you my experience going through the hardest challenge I've ever had to face, and that is a debilitating anxiety. It all started for me after the birth of my second baby. So when my first child was born, I took all the advice of all the wonderful mothers who told me to sleep when my baby slept, and I did that very well with my first child. But unfortunately, when my second baby was born, not only did I have the sleepless nights associated with nursing a newborn, but I also had a very busy toddler to tend to during the day, so I couldn't always sleep when my newborn was sleeping. And I also was trying so hard to keep up all of the other responsibilities that I did, such as housework and helping in our family business and those types of things. So I didn't really slow down after the birth of my second baby and I really needed to. 
So what happened was it started as a lack of sleep. So after weeks and months of not sleeping, I started to really get super anxious when nightfall would hit because I knew I wasn't going to be able to sleep. And my husband was traveling a ton during this time in our marriage. And so I was alone a lot with my two kids and trying to manage all of this. And I remember one morning having slept in. And so my three-year-old was going to be late to preschool. And I remember rushing around and I was coming down the stairs and all of a sudden I couldn't breathe. My lungs were super tight. I was carrying car seat with the newborn in it. And I had to just stop on one of the landings of the stairs because I couldn't breathe. My husband was out of town and I believe my mother-in-law was out of town as well. And so I called a friend and I was just panicking. And I remember having a really hard time talking and I was just like, I can't breathe. I think I'm going to pass out. And she said, stay right there. I'll be there in just a second. And I don't remember how much time passed, but she came and she was at my house and she was helping me with my kids and calming me down and talking me through what was a full blown panic attack. And so I'm super grateful for my friend, Sarah, who helped me through that kind of bout of anxiety and helped me understand what was happening to me. And we got through it without me having to tell too many people. And so I returned to my normal self, which was very high functioning. I've always been kind of a high achiever, high functioning perfectionist type of personality before having kids and, you know, before that kind of bout of anxiety. And so I went back to normal. But 23 months later, I gave birth to my third baby and the whole thing happened again, but this time much worse. And I couldn't hide it from the people who loved me. And so at this point, my husband kind of knew what was happening. He didn't know what to do to help, but he was very aware that I was really struggling, but I was able to get some help and I got through it. And so we just kind of chalked it up to this postpartum anxiety thing that happened to me. But when it happened again a year later, we just kind of thought that I had miscarried and so those same kind of hormones had gone through me and that maybe it was just a fluke. And so I got through that experience as well. And then I got pregnant and had my fourth baby. And this time it was really, really bad. It was so debilitating, in fact, that I couldn't get out of bed. I couldn't dress myself. I couldn't take care of my kids. At times, I couldn't even feed myself. It was so bad. And I remember during these times of anxiety, all of the negative ideas that I could have ever had about myself that had formed at some point as I was growing up all came to the forefront. And there were all of these negative ideas and negative voices telling me that I wasn't good enough, that I would never be able to hack it as a wife and as a mom. And all of my biggest fears, some of which included not having what it takes 
to be happily married and raise a family. They were all like right in the forefront, like staring me in the face. I was certain that my husband was going to leave me and that I was going to lose my children. And all of these things that I had always been so afraid of, my brain was feeding me and I wasn't strong enough to sort through all of those messages. It always started with a lack of sleep with me, even after it didn't have anything to do with the new baby. So when I was having kids and I was in that, you know, kind of childbearing stages, it was always, I could always connect it to, oh, it's just postpartum. It's just something having to do with the lack of sleep of postpartum. But after I stopped having children and it kept happening, it would always start with me being a little bit concerned or anxious about something and then not being able to sleep and then weeks and months going by where I wasn't getting good sleep and then my brain just kind of tricking me into thinking all of these terrible things were going to happen like the bottom was going to fall out like I wasn't worthy of this wonderful life that I had and that it was all going to just go away. And so this debilitating anxiety that I had became very cyclical. Every year around the same time, it would start to happen. I would do really great during the spring and in the summer. And then all of a sudden, when the weather would start to get a little bit colder and we were getting ready to put kids into school, I would be nervous about the new schedule or something like that. And I wouldn't be able to sleep. And then I would go weeks and weeks without sleeping. And then all of a sudden, I would fall prey to all of these horrible lies that my brain would just feed me. And it was completely and utterly petrifying, like petrified wood. I would be so terrified that my biggest fears, my biggest nightmare were going to happen that I created that. I just became totally helpless. And I know that in those years when that was happening, I let a lot of people down. And for that, I am so sorry. And I hope that those people who are depending on me for events and different things like that will someday be able to forgive me for dropping the ball. And I know that our family was blessed by so many angels who would come in and help with all of the things to keep our family running. And we were so blessed by those friends who will never know how grateful we are for their service, bringing food, sitting with me during the day, helping with our children. And every year I would think, okay, we learned a little bit more about this. We made it through. I'm doing fine now. I know how to recognize when it's coming and we'll stop it. And every year it would come and be worse than the last. And so finally, several years ago, My parents, who had gotten pretty involved at this point, when I started to not be able to sleep, they suggested that my husband send me home to them so that they could try and get me some help. And so that's what he did. He sent me home to Texas to spend time with my parents so that they could try and get me some professional help. And I remember thinking even worse now, like this was even more triggering to me because I thought, oh my gosh, my family is, they don't even need me. They're going to figure out how to do life without me and I'm going to lose everything. And so I remember it was the worst it had ever been. And I was there in Texas 
spending time with my mom when the breakthroughs started to happen. They took me to all kinds of specialists and different types of therapists and psychologists and honestly woo doctors. And I remember being totally resistant to all of it. I didn't want to try any kind of crazy therapies or be admitted into any type of hospital. I just wanted to figure out why this kept happening to me and why I was powerless to stop it. And I remember one day having breakfast with my mom and she simply asked if I was ready to sort through all of these horrible ideas and messages that were putting me into such a state of fear that I couldn't live my life for a while. And I thought, how would you ever be able to help me? (laughs) And it was so mean But I didn't really understand till that point that my mom had already been through the process that I needed to go through, that my mom had faced challenges in her own life and had to sort through all of them and go through the process of learning and becoming stronger. And now that she had been through the process that she could help me through as well. And not only that, because she's my mom, she understood the negative programming and the messages that were like pretty much holding me captive. She could help me recognize them and sort through all of the garbage. And so for some reason, I kind of gave in a little bit. I thought, okay, fine, go for it. And I remember it was a struggle. It was hard. I was really mean to my mom. I blamed a lot of the struggles that I was having as a wife and as a mom on her, really, and some of her weaknesses and shortcomings as a mom without giving her credit for the incredible person that she had become going through her own personal challenges. So it was like a full circle moment. It was my mom facing all of her fears and demons and challenges and getting stronger through that process. And now she was able to reach back and help me through my own challenges. And so we began the process of healing together, really. It was like the end of her healing process in the beginning of mine. And that was the last time that I have had that debilitating anxiety. It was my mom challenging me to face those awful fears. What if, what if my worst fears really happened? I would still be okay. And I would still be here. And because I was so afraid of allowing that to happen, I was creating, it was like I was creating my own future as a self-fulfilling prophecy. And once I released those fears and realized that it was all okay, that I could overcome any challenge that I was given, then all of the sudden it didn't have the same power over me. And with my mom's help over the next several months and years, we sorted through all of that negative messaging. And by facing it and understanding it, it no longer had that power over me. The relationship I've been able to build with myself 
over the last three or four years is so different and it's so compassionate. I no longer feel like I have to prove my worth. I just know it's there. I no longer feel like I have to earn love or achieve my way to acceptance. I just accept myself. And in this year, 2020, if I was ever going to fall back into that old pattern, this would have been the year. Because full disclosure, I didn't reach all of my business goals or even all of my personal goals this year. But today I can honestly say that I'm making progress and I'm learning and I'm not giving up. And that is all that matters. And I understand that the challenges and the trials that we face are all for the purpose of our growth and learning and our becoming. And I know just like my mom was there for me when I needed her most, that no matter how hard my husband and I try and no matter how perfect of a life we give our kids, they will face their own trials and challenges in life. And when they're ready, I will be here to help them if they need me. And what I've learned through this process of having to face these things is that it's okay to be weak. It's okay to ask for help. And when we are stronger, that is when the process of healing really begins. Because when we have gotten through that challenge to the other side, when we have gained strength, then we can reach back and help somebody else with compassion along their own path. And I'm grateful now for the struggle. I'm grateful now for the opportunity to struggle. And I know that I gain more from the struggle than from instant or quick success. And that's why I'm so passionate today about helping people through personal and relationship development, because I know there was no better classroom for me than that of marriage and family for me to be able to face those fears and sort through them and begin the process of healing from all of those experiences. So my message to anyone listening today, if you're hurting, if you're facing your biggest fears or experiencing a trial or a challenge, just know you're right where you're supposed to be. And this is all part of the process. And really, 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 it's okay. It's okay to let others help you. And then when you're stronger, you can turn around and help others complete the process of healing and becoming. Last night with my family, we watched the new Disney movie, Soul. And it was such a cute illustration of a lot of the things I've been talking about today. This character, Joe helped 22 process through all of her negative programming, but he was also part of it. And when he had sacrificed to help her find her way, his healing was complete and he was given another chance at life. It's actually such a beautiful process if we will sit back and really think about it. I believe that is really the reason that we were all sent here to earth to learn and to grow and to become. 
that we all have our unique challenges and that as we face those challenges, we become stronger. We have the opportunity to turn those weaknesses into strengths and that process is completed as we use those strengths to help build others. And in the process, our own personal healing and the pain that we've felt from it goes away. And that's when we find our spark. And that's our contribution in the world and the legacy that we leave behind. So before I go and wax strong in this woo thoughts and ideas, I just really wanted to share what was on my heart this break and how grateful I am for the opportunity to grow and learn and become through that challenge for all the beautiful angels that helped me along the way and for the opportunity now to help others because I truly believe that in and through our marriages, we become the people we were meant to be. So happy new year, friends. I have loved sharing this journey with you and I will continue to show up each and every week. Join me next week as I talk with my friend Lauren Golden as she talks about her process of becoming the free mama and now helping so many others along their journey. It's such a beautiful process and it's so fun to then see how others have kind of gone through it in their own lives. So I hope to see you all next week, which will also be next year for an incredible start of 2021. And just remember that everyone you meet along your way is facing their own challenges and demons, and it's all exactly as it needs to be. See you next week, friends. If you had as much fun as we did just now, please be sure to go to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and review, which helps others to find the show. You can also share your favorite episodes on social media. And if you want more, head over to onthebrightersideofmarriage.com and download a copy of my five things I do every day to keep my marriage sizzling hot. And until next time, have courage, be kind, and stay on the brighter side.